It may not be full of X's and O's, but a supply chain playbook can help you to fight off cyber attacks. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Cyber attacks are on the rise, and companies aren't doing enough to protect themselves. Multiple links of the supply chain are at risk, especially among the supplier base, which can number in the thousands. But action is being taken. The Department of Homeland Security recently launched the Information Communication Technology Supply Chain Task Force, a public-private group formed to design steps for responding to security risks in the supply chain. Chief among them is the concept of a playbook. Laying out a series of actions, both preventive and reactive. On this episode, we learn about the playbook concept from Matan Orel, CEO and co-founder of Panarays. He'll discuss the fundamentals of an effective strategy for dealing with cyber threats. And while efforts are improving, threats are growing. It's kind of a race, he says. So here is my conversation with Matan Orel. Matan Orel, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Matan, what is the Information Communications Technology Supply Chain Task Force? For every task, <laughs> there has to be a task force of people that actually join together for putting cybersecurity play, a playbook together from CISOs and security experts actually needs to, to bring this initiative to risk managers who knows the risk and compliance of, of the organizations, IT people, legal departments to actually understand what is the risk that might be there and what it's jeopardized on the company itself. It could be even in a C-level from CDO, CEO in, in this kind of group to understand how it impacts the organization. So there's usually uh, the task force when building up a playbook. It's sponsored by the Department of Homeland Security, right? But can you tell me more about the makeup of the task force? It's actually a very large task force involved with industry and government companies from top industry, like business like Intel, FireEye, Free and T-Mobile. Yes, a lot of Cisco, a lot of companies in the industry and also in the government, Department of Homeland Security, Treasury, and others, Justice, others that are in this community in order to build the right and use the most common sense about how to build this playbook. Let's move on then to the topic of playbooks generally. Why do we need a supply chain security playbook? Every company is vulnerable to cyber attacks today from large corporations to smaller companies that are affected by, you know, automated attacks like phishing, ransomware, and so on. So you have the large corporations where they are actually targeted cyber attacks. The smaller companies which suffer from untargeted attacks. Everyone is vulnerable. Having a playbook is actually essential to avoid these kind of attacks and know how to respond when when you need to. Think about it like this: in the same way we plan for fires by creating drills and instructions about how quickly to evacuate buildings, we have to plan in a place for cyber attacks. And that's exactly why we need a playbook. We actually plan for possible physical disasters, but we also need to plan for cyber disasters because they are much more likely to happen. Is a playbook 
preventive as well as reactive, or is it essentially a tool for reacting in the event of a cybersecurity breach? You have both sides. I mean, when you're actually building the playbook, you need to understand what it needs to contain. It contains partially things that you're in your business have, and, and so to build the cybersecurity policies and so on, but also to be reactive about things that might happen and how you actually respond to that. So from incident to respond. Okay, so once again, though, I'm trying to understand what form it takes. Is it a document that you pull off the shelf? Is it a file that you call up on your computer? Is it a software routine that automatically responds to things? I mean, what form does this playbook take? It's like a file of you and, and the team actually determine what needs to be done. Every company needs to understand in this process of building a playbook, uh, first, what assets they actually have, what they need to protect, what data do they hold on each asset? What is the data that is more critical to the organization? And where is the data that is not so critical? So they might do a different kind of protection through those attacks. What are the threats and attack vectors? I mean, for certain companies, e-commerce or operational websites can be through the website, through SQL injection, or through many attack vectors which are related to web. But for other companies, it can be phishing or any other attack vectors. And of course, how to protect it from procedures or network segmentation or even by products to protect from a certain attack. And the last thing, of course, how to actually react if there's an incident. I saw some playbooks that actually talks only about incidents and how the team should respond to that. But there are so many different potential incidents that could happen. Does a playbook prepare you for every eventuality? Can't possibly because we're, we're constantly being surprised by the way that cyber thieves gain access to company records, aren't we? You should know probably what are the scenarios, what do you call a cyber breach that affects somebody steals your information, somebody stealing your third party information or supplier information. There is some scenarios you know what you need to do and how to respond. It's more about communication, the team, who needs to be informed and how, what are we doing, how we remediate. It can be from various people in the team, actually, from not just the security guys and the IT guys that handle the problem. It can be the PR team that needs to put something in place for the media. All those incidents need a way to actually communicate them through the organization to solve them and actually deal with them after the problem is solved. Okay, so an important first step, a playbook has to include the names and contact information for all the individuals that need to be contacted immediately in the event of some kind of a cyber breach. However, I'm interested in what other best practices you have seen out there. Clearly, other companies or a number of companies, maybe not a large number, but some have already developed some form of playbook for this purpose. What are some of the best practices? What are some of the things in those playbooks that you have seen that you think would be valuable to include in this new effort that the task force is undertaking? We talked about a few, but I'll take it even more deeper. So I think discover all the assets of the company, determine how sensitive and critical they are to the organization, define their responsibilities on the team, and create the response plan itself defining the communication between the team members during an incident, as we said, who's informing who, what needs to be out, what, what is the protocol, is something like that is actually happening, and find the right solution to help protect and monitor uh, the assets. And actually, it's, it's a good matter when you're doing this kind of playbooks, 
you actually understand what are the, the most critical assets. You understand what you need to protect. You can have a plan to not just have a visibility about those assets. You actually monitor them to see if something happens. And if something happens, you can actually respond. Some of the smaller organizations suffer from a case they actually don't know if they were breached because they don't see, see it. So monitoring those assets and understanding that, that something has happened is crucial. Do you recommend that companies, once they've developed these playbooks, do you recommend that companies should undertake simulations or exercises or drills of some kind to test the usefulness of the playbook? Of course, there is from commercial companies that have attacker simulation or certain vulnerability that can show and demonstrate what's open and, and how hacker will receive the information and actually close those gaps. In a matter of practice, you need to see that you know everything that is placed. So having a simulation or a drill about if a bridge comes in place, to know that everybody knows what they need to do, it's crucial. Who is the individual in the organization who should be responsible for maintaining, for keeping the playbook, the person who oversees it? Where in the corporate structure should that person be? Sometimes I see it through risk department, but mostly the CISO or chief security officer, the most executive for security. He will be the one who's leading this. He will be the one who's actually managing the incidents through his department. So it will be the security department. In your experience, where are the biggest vulnerabilities in companies today with regard to exposing themselves to potential cyber breaches? We see a wide range of cyber threats from web to application, the human factor, which is very attractive to hackers. So they don't need to actually hack anything. They just can use stolen efficient campaign or stolen credentials of the employees of the company and can use that vector. And, of course, we're seeing a lot of supply chain and third-party security attacks today as it's really easy for hackers to go for the weakest link of the supply chain companies, which are usually small and doesn't have the measurements of security. And from there to just hop on and hack all the large corporates as well as the information is usually and sometimes are shared with the suppliers and the small organizations. So it's an easy target for them. So what should a company be doing in order to ensure that its suppliers, its vendors, its third parties are themselves secure enough? What steps can you take in advance to ensure that they aren't weak points? To secure the supply chain, first of all, you need to, it it will sound basic, but you need to understand who are your suppliers, who are your third parties, what risk they hold, what's the integration level, what's the relationship you have with one which everyone, I mean, one can hold sensitive data, one you have an API with. So it's different levels of integration, different risks they actually hold. You need to understand what methodology you want to use, understand if there is a cyber risk. Now, I mean, with these companies, when you onboard a company, you need to understand there is a live security threat that is happening with the suppliers. When you're doing that, you need to consider both the external security posture, meaning how hacker perceives that company, and also the internal policy the company has. Understand your internal policies and rules and how your suppliers can actually support them. When you decide about working with suppliers, you need to, to know, understand what appetite of risk do you have and what enforcement you, you want to do on your suppliers and to actually check it as, as they are born. Also, I don't think it's just about onboarding the suppliers. You need, after they're accepted and actually boarded to the company, you need to continuously monitoring 
those suppliers. Cyber is a changing threat, and you want to make sure if something happens there, you respond in time, and it's it doesn't influence the business. All that I said today is a pretty large process. When we talk about large enterprises, you can talk about thousands of companies, uh, of suppliers, of third parties. So these processes have to be automated. So the company can actually scale this process to hundreds, thousands of, of third parties. We see a lot of companies using spreadsheets, which is very process and not that practical when you want to assess all of the suppliers. So how would you assess the progress of companies toward ensuring cybersecurity, considering that we continue to see cyber attacks all the time? Most, most recently, the Marriott hotel chain lost huge amounts of information as a result of an attack. What kind of a grade would you give companies in general in terms of achieving the ultimate goal of shoring themselves up against cyber attacks? So I think there is more awareness of companies as uh, hackers are from their side. They're getting much better. They're doing better jobs of getting a lot of organizations by automated scripts and automated ways to do more massive attacks. So we see better awareness from the companies. So they're actually improving in time, but the threats are actually growing. So it's kind of a race between what you protect and how you protect and how they actually attack. I can give you a certain grade, but I would say we're getting better. The awareness to cybersecurity is growing, but it's going to be a long way until we'll get at least the untargeted attacks solved with the majority of, of companies. We have a long way to go. It'll be interesting to see how the race plays out. Perhaps this task force can be of great benefit to business and government in general, but in the meantime, Matan Orel, I want to thank you so much for helping us to understand just what companies need to be doing in order to establish these so-called playbooks and protect themselves against cyber threats out there. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thank you. That was my conversation with Matan Orel of Panarays talking about the use of playbooks to battle cyber threats to the supply chain. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.